What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. And happy holidays to everyone watching. Um, you know, we got some MMA to talk, our last show of the year. We got a fun card coming up that we're going to preview with Bellator versus Ryzen. And then we'll go over all the news and the combat sports world community uh, and what to look forward to in the coming year. Um, there's just one more event this year. It's New Year's Eve, and it's, like I said, Bellator vs. Ryzen on Showtime. Cross-promotion fight. I think it's the only major promotion to do it this year. But our beer today. We're trying the Christmas Ale. It's called Tannenbaum by Homestead Brewing Company. I usually hate Christmas-flavored any anything. Um, Bud Light had a ugly Christmas seltzer pack a few years back, and I thought it was the grossest shit ever. But we're going to try this with an open mind and an open mouth and see how it tastes. I hope it's not terrible, but it does say there's a ton of ginger in it. It's not terrible. I wouldn't say it's like really good. It tastes like caramel, um, caramely. Get a lot of caramel in it. Maybe I don't know. We'll give it like a four or three because I hate Christmas sales so much and Christmas flavored anything. Like I said, but yeah, four or three on that. We'll sip on it this show. But on to the MMA. We got a short one for you, a quick one. However you want to look at it, we're gonna be previewing the Ryzen versus Bellator fight card. And like I said, this is a rare event. We don't see this often where two major promotions put the best of the best up against each other. And they're not going to have any inter-promotion fights. It's all going to be Bellator fighters versus Ryzen fighters. A lot of the fighters from Ryzen are the champions. And with Bellator, we're looking at a lot of champions and former champions here. So um, in the first fight we're going to be talking about today, though, it's going to be Juan Archuleta versus Su Chul Kim. Um, Juan Archuleta, he's a former Bantamweight champion of Bellator, and he's got a really strong wrestling background. Um, but he's more likely to hurt you on the feet with, I think, twelve uh, or 11 of his 12 finishes coming by knockout and only one submission. And then um, he's lost just one of his last 14 fights. Or, no, that's Su Chul Kim. This guy, um, he used to be a one, cha one championship bantamweight champion, and he's 13 for his last 14 fights. Um, he's got a really high pace, fast motor, um, just walks you down and really good wrestling, pretty decent stand-up as well, just a really well-rounded fight and he isn't afraid to make it a brawl. He'll swing and he'll just sit there with his hands down swinging from his hips. Um, so it's going to be a fun one. And then the next fight we have uh, Kyoji Horiguchi. He's taking on Hiramasa Ojikobe. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, he's kind of interesting in this because he's a former Bellator champion as well as Ryzen champ. Um, and he won the 2017 Ryzen Grand, Grand Prix. He's a former UFC title challenger. Um, the list goes on and on. Dude's got a really high fight IQ, very experienced, just very disciplined, great everywhere. Um, really good at controlling the pace of the fight and making sure that he doesn't get into um, situations where he's not comfortable. And then on the other end, Ojikobe, um, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he was a finalist in, uh, I think, 2021 on the yeah Rising Grand Prix. And he's a super high-level wrestler, grappler, ton of experience as well. It's going to be a fun fight. Um, but yeah, 
I think these two might have fought before, if I'm not mistaken, but I'd have to go back and check. And then in the co-main event, we have the Bellator featherweight champion, current featherweight champion, Patricio Pitbull Fieri. He's taken on Kleber Koikerbst, um, you know, Pitbull's former two-division champ before he vacated the lightweight belt. He's a BJJ black belt. He's got real one-punch knockout power. Dude can put your lights out at any time. Um, and he's really a top five MMA, top five featherweight in MMA today. Um, on the other end, Kleber, he's the rising champion. Um, he's a submission specialist. He's got 31 wins. 27 of them are coming by submission. A huge variety of submissions as well. He gets a lot of triangles and a lot of chokes in general. It's going to be interesting to see how their styles match up because Pitbull, he's got good wrestling, jiu-jitsu, striking. He's good everywhere. He's not necessarily a specialist. And on the other hand, you got Kleber, who's been fighting a completely different breed of fighters, different style of fighters over in Ryzen. It's just going to be interesting to see how they match up with all these fights because um, a lot of these Ryzen fighters are submission specialists. And they just there's a different style over there. And I'm... If I'm not mistaken, they're fighting in a uh, like a boxing ring with ropes and everything. It's not going to be a cage that they step into. All right, and then in the main event, though, we have AJ McKee, former featherweight champion and current Be- Bellator uh, lightweight contender. He's taken on light Bellator lightweight champion Roberto de Souza. Um, you know, McKee, he's a beast. He's one of the top fighters at featherweight as well. He's one and one with Pitbull, he's got a finish on him, and then he lost a close split decision um, earlier this year to lose his belt. But he's one of the best there is. He's got great striking, super strong wrestling, and um, yeah, he's just really good everywhere. He's a competitor. He's got the pedigree. His whole family was UFC and Bellator competitors um, all growing up. So he's just a fucking dog. AJ McKee's a beast. And then on the other end, we have uh, Ryzen champion. Like I said. Roberto de Souza. This dude's another submission specialist. He's fourteen and one with fourteen finishes. Ten of them are coming by submission, and uh, his last four victories, all four of them have come by triangle choke. So he's got a very dangerous guard game. Again, another fight that's going to be really interesting to see how it matches up because McKee likes to touch you up with the hands and then get the takedown and kind of beat the shit out of you there if he gets the opportunity. But with a guard game like de Souza's, is he going to want to do that or is he going to be able to do that? Because you know. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. And then, combat sports news. This is the last that we have for the year. The last little uh, stretch of this that we're doing this year. We'll be back to recap this show at the end of, or at the start of next year, of course, and uh, looking ahead at all of the things that we have coming up for the new year. But just a few things. Um, UFC's been booking fights left and right. They got Corey Sandhagen versus Cheeto Vera on February 14th at the UFC Apex. This is going to be a fucking banger. Cheeto Vera, he's been just dominating everybody. He's getting hit and hit and hit, but he's still winning these fucking fights just by damage, damage, damage. On the other hand, you got Corey Sandhagen, who's an electrifying striker. Knees, elbows, kicks, you name it, he does it. The Sandman shows up to fight every time. I mean, the dude's just dangerous. Both these guys are. It's going to be fun as hell. Other fights that they have recently announced, we have Derek Brunson. He's taking on Drikas Duplessis on February or on March 5th. Um, you know, two top 10 
two top 10 middleweights. These guys, it'll be fun. It's true test for Duplessis. He hasn't really fought some str very many strong wrestlers on his way to the top. He just recently took out Darren Till and Brunson. He's looking to you know show he still belongs at the top of the division after coming off a tough knockout loss to uh, Jared Cannonier. And then another fun middleweight fight that's been uh, made just here recently. We have Michelle Pereira versus Sean Brady. Both fights are happening in March this year, and they're just announced this week. So those are going to be fucking awesome. And then Bellator, they recently announced that Vadim Nemkov versus Yoel Romero. That fight's been scrapped. Um, Vadim Nemkov, he has a undisclosed injury, so not sure what that is. But the card's off. And uh, Johnny Elbin's taking his place. I can't think of the guy he's fighting right now. Um, I think it's Ar Armoy Taskov, but that's got to be wrong. Um, but yeah, that's been booked for Bellator 290. And then Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. They're signing a contract soon, it sounds like, for the heavyweight belts. All of them on the line. That's going to take place at sometime in February or March as well. So we got a lot going on there. And then Hamzat Shamayev, he says that he's had four fights booked with the UFC and all four have pulled out very quickly. Um, he's been dominant in the UFC. Have people really been turning him down or have people just been saying, I don't want to fight that guy because I don't know if he's going to show up on weight or he doesn't deserve to fight me because he hasn't done shit at uh, middleweight or at welterweight or what, what say you. But regardless he can't get a fight book to save his life you got gilbert boones he's in the wind uh chomping his butt chomping his bit saying he wants to fight him but nothing's been booked yet and he's got a fight coming up with neil magny gilbert burns does and then uh just wrapping things up here we had one more suspension handed down by um the athletic commission or ufc i'm not sure who suspended him but jeff molina who's coached by james kraus he was suspended indefinitely um just as james kraus was um, all Krause's fighters are not allowed to be at the uh, at any UFC events at this time, but it seems like right now Jeff Molina might just be guilt, guilty by association. We're not sure. we got to wait and see how he plays into this, what part he played in the um, betting scandal or fight fixing or whatever happened. We're still not sure. And then I'm going to send you off. This is the final news announcement for the year. It's a sad one as well. We had Stefan Bonner, um, UFC Hall of Famer, one of the one of the best to ever do it as far as just entertainment value. He saved the company with his fight against Forrest Griffin at the Ultimate Fighter finale in season one. Just an absolute barn burner. One of the best fights of all time, if not the best fight of all time. It really changed the landscape of MMA um, on national television. Everybody got to see it, and it was kind of dying off at that time. He saved it with that fight, him and Forrest Griffin. Passes away at the age of 45 on December 24th um, due to a heart condition. We're not sure what exactly led to that, but he's been having some troubles in his life. Last year, he had uh, he had his home or his gym burnt. I believe it was his home that burnt down. He lost his gym during the pandemic. He's having a tough time, and it's a really sad thing to see a legend go out like that, down on his luck. But rest in peace, Stefan Bonner. And um, to everybody else, ha Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thank you for tuning in all year to Blood and Beer. I'm going to be back next week, next year, however you want to look at it, and uh, we're going to be banging out some more episodes, talking more MMA, trying to expand our combat sports horizon, um, get some more bare knuckle in here, maybe some slap fighting. Who the fuck knows? I can't wait. This show's been uh, slowly growing. Not a whole lot, but, you know, 
it's baby steps, and we're making baby steps every day. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt with Blood and Beer.